0: Welcome to XX Will Travel. My name is Kathy Polkerberg,
1: <laughs> and my name is Inez Bolina, and we're pretending to be sportscasters today. I was going more for Santa Fe Lady. Oh, because mm-hmm. that's what we're gonna be talking about. Clearly,
0: Inez has not watched much sports.
1: No, no, because in my mind, sportscaster sounds like it's true, like society ladies that live in the desert. Oh,
0: there's a basketball game going on.
1: Oh my! <laughs> so yes, for those of you who are confused, this is XX Will Travel, a podcast for independent women travelers, and we're going to be talking about Santa Fe,
0: New, New Mexico. Yes, land of entrapment, or. Oh, sorry, Land of Enchantment, (laughs) or, as it is known locally, Land of Entrapment. Is it? Yeah, because, like, all the people, like, all the hippies go there
1: and never leave. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. This is going to be so dark, dark, but I'm like, oh, Land of Entrapment because of, like, the drug problem that inhabits the state? I'm sure that that (laughs) has something to do with the entrapment, although not initially. Yeah. That's mostly a bad, like, Breaking Bad reference, but New Mexico is beautiful.
0: Oh, my gosh. It is a landscape like no other. It felt to me like I was on the moon.
1: Yes, definitely. There's been a few times where I've been in the desert, and most of the desert I've been in has been the one in Peru, which means just a lot of sand, and you're right next to the ocean, Um, so kind of like a very, very lengthy beach. New Mexico, or at least Santa Fe, and the surrounding areas were totally different. You know, with the red ground, it looked like Mars... Or the moon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Kathy, tell me how it is that you came to Santa Fe when you went. Well,
0: I have a friend. I think it's both of us came to Santa Fe in similar ways due to artsy friends. Yes, that's (laughs) true. (laughs) So, I have... um, They're friends. They're a couple. He's a a visual artist. He's a painter. His name is Mark Pack. He likes to paint birds. And (laughs) his his wife, my friend's name is Krista Pack, and she had an internship at a museum Mm -hmm. in Santa Fe. She's an art conservator, which means she takes all the old stuff and she fixes it and uses fun chemicals to do magical things. So that is how I came to visit Santa Fe, because she has gone everywhere. They've lived everywhere. And so I always make a point to go visit them when yeah. they live in a new place.
1: So how far ago was this?
0: Holy cow, it was a while ago. I want to say
1: like 2014, 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I recently got back from Santa Fe. I too went uh because of an artsy friend, my friend Erica Reed who's a photographer. She won a scholarship to go to a photography workshop there. And I, on a whim, and as a whatever YOLO gift to myself for having gotten a new job and citizenship, decided to join her for a weekend. And that's how I came about. I don't think I would have gone to Santa Fe otherwise. It's not really a destination that's on people's radars, but I'm so glad I did because I I had a great time. I was the same. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I never would have gone
0: to New Mexico, but now I kind of want to go back.
1: Yeah. So tell me what were the things that struck you most about Santa Fe or that you enjoyed the most?
0: Well, um, it is very small, which is (laughs) something I noticed immediately. And the fact that there is no nightlife, really, which we'll get to.
1: We will. (laughs) I tried to find the nightlife.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the fact um, that it seems like Santa Fe is all these... Men who made their millions in Microsoft mm. and like cashed in their stock, and they all have baseball caps and gray ponytails. Yeah, and their wives this is me like totally being stereotypical. And the ladies, the Santa Fe ladies, which we were referring to, all wear long, flowy skirts yes. and layers <laughs> and lots of silver and turquoise jewelry, and they all work in galleries.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I think that was one of the things that most surprised me about Santa Fe were the demographics because you really only see kind of senior citizens and old, rich people. Like, I did see some families, but in terms of people our age or at least within our generation, so let's say between the ages of 24 to 40, not really existent. No, um,
0: no, and yeah. and not really any kids and yeah. the artisans. In the community, my friend wanted to buy something. He was outside of Santa Fe at a powwow, and he wanted to buy this bracelet. And he was like, oh, well, will you come to Santa Fe? Can I just buy it then? And the guy said, yes, but I'm going to triple the price when I'm in Santa Fe. So there's
1: there's money in them hills. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the things that struck me most about Santa Fe were well. Let's start with that. The money in Dem Hills. First of all, the amount of art that's in the city. I learned um, on a city tour I took. I took with a bunch of other senior citizens <laughs> um, that. Santa Fe is the third largest art market in the United States after New York and Los Angeles. So it's not that there's like, oh, just like cute little galleries for tourists. Like this is actually a massive moneymaker in the city. And
0: my friend who's the painter thought he, like, since since we mortals don't know this until right. we visit Santa Fe, <laughs> thought because it was a smaller city he could really make in ways into the art scene where it was actually really hard because it's all he's competing with artists from like New yeah. York and LA and he's doing much better in St. Louis
1: right <laughs> <laughs> I mean but it as a visitor though it's obviously awesome because you do get super high quality art galleries in this very kind of walkable and small city so that was something I enjoyed especially Meow Wolf but we'll get into that later as well because it was mind-blowing uh Two, I really liked being in a city that that very explicitly showed both its Mexican and Native American heritage. Uh, having lived in the East Coast most of my time in the States and then in Chicago, obviously I know Native Americans were here and were part of this nation and continue to be part of it, but you don't really see it. And being in Santa Fe, it was, you know, they're... Again, like super intertwined into the fabric of that society. Same with, the, with Santa Fe's Mexican past because, spoiler alert, it was actually part of Mexico for a very, 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 very long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can see that. As was most of the Southwest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say those were, oh, and three, well, the landscape, you know. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. So you didn't get a chance to go to Meow Wolf. I don't know if Meow Wolf existed I don't think when I did. was there. I might be wrong, but I want to say that it's maybe been only open for a year. But this was, I think, what makes any trip to Santa Fe worth it, to be perfectly honest, is Meow Wolf. Like, even if you just go to attend this place, is um, it's already an amazing trip. So what is Meow Wolf? It's like this huge art installation in Santa Fe. Where several artists were kind of given different spaces to create different settings and rooms and play with lights. But here's the thing: all of this is kind of in, under the umbrella of how do I even describe it? It's so hard to describe. It's like under the umbrella of this like kind of fun house for adults. So Meowwolf Wolf has created an entire narrative around this fun house. Basically, you know, they say that this family was. Cr- working around with Victorian experiments when they all disappeared. And part of the fun of going to Meow Wolf is to entering this space and trying to figure out what happened, like what the mystery behind this disappearance is. Oh, so you're part of the arts. Yes. So it's very interactive. And, then, and it first starts out with you going into what looks like a very normal-looking home. And then the further you go in and the more doors you open, the more you go into these kind of different spaces some look like cities some look like outer space some look underwater and it's basically just like yeah this huge fun house type for for adults that's about as best as I can describe it people tried to describe it to me before I went and I still was like I have no idea what this even is or what I'm getting myself into so it's totally okay if you are feeling that way now (laughs) But uh, but go to, the, go to our Instagram. Yeah. Because
0: there are pictures of it, which might give you a better idea.
1: A better idea. But I went with my friend, and we had so much fun because literally, like, every time we opened a new door, we'd walk into a different hallway, and there would be something completely different. At some points, like, you just start walking around in circles, or you keep going back, like, into the house. It's very, like, maze-like and labyrinth-like there. And there were a few people who you could tell were really into the idea of solving a mystery and probably had a season pass because they were taking notes. And like you can pick things up, you can read through like letters that they've left behind. I mean the whoever created this whole concept, like paid attention to every single detail. There are also uh, actors that kind of come in and out, you know, who which add to the um, to the story and to the mystery behind it. Who will like talk to you, who will do their own? play things there's also video installations that also have clues as to this big mystery we obviously didn't even try to figure out what the hell was going on <laughs>
0: story-wise but how many, many rooms are there
1: i don't even know they will not even tell you that's the thing they don't give you maps they don't tell you how many rooms it is like all they say is just take your time because every time you think you're done like you will open up another window or another door and like something else will be behind it. Wow. So we really spent hours and hours just making absolutely sure that we had seen everything we could. I like to think we covered it all, but it really did take quite a while. Wow. And it's not, you know, necessarily in you know, it's not like a square so that you know, okay, this is like the last wall. I think they've built it more into some sort of circular hemisphere thing. Uh So that you really don't know what you're covering, or how much it is. But Meow Wolf, amazing. And from what I understand is now uh, the the board or the organization or whatever it is that runs it is working with George R.R. Martin of, of Game of Thrones fame. What? To kind of create a Meow Wolf with him. So this would be like a different concept, you know, a different story, but the same idea that you're interacting in this huge space.
0: Meow of Thrones. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So of all the artsy things I saw in Santa Fe, which were many, this was by far my favorite. I loved it.
0: Mm -hmm. It almost (laughs) makes me want to go back.
1: I know. I keep telling everyone, like, you need to go to Meow Wolf. What did you remember seeing in Santa Fe?
0: Um, what did I remember seeing? Well, I am a dork <laughs> and I like to visit state capitals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the Santa Fe state capitol. And it was locked, and we saw people Aww. inside, so I tried to open the door, and I may have set off an alarm. But anyway, um, I like, there's there's statues everywhere. Yes. Um, which were, there's a statue of children holding hands outside the Capitol building, which, kind, which really struck me, because they look kind of creepy. There's statues everywhere, but my big thing in Santa Fe, we went to a silent spa. A spa where you cannot talk, Ooh. except in designated areas, and there are all these different mineral pools, and it is called Ojo Caliente.
1: I went to that one. Did you? But now you're allowed to speak. No. (laughs) Well, at least in
0: the pools. In one pool, you could speak when I was there, but in the other pools, you couldn't.
1: Well, let me think. Was it that we're... No, we were definitely allowed to speak. There was one pool, I remember, that said, please don't speak in this particular pool, an enclosed one. What? But in the other ones, it seemed very, like... Do whatever you want. No, I hate that because yeah. it was the coolest experience
0: <laughs> to like go in um, and um, go in all these mineral pools like the iron pool and um, I don't know what other, the sulfur yes. pool and like the one where apparently you couldn't speak was yeah. a big glass greenhouse. And when I was there, it was totally silent. And there were people holding signs mm-hmm. that said quiet and they would shush you. If you talked, and we actually got, oh my gosh, there are these two obnoxious women talking about cats, and it was actually (laughs) in the glass one, so their voices were super echoing. Mr. Mittens doesn't like the... It doesn't like the fris. Right, the friskies I fed him. Her voice was obnoxious, and it was magnified by being in this small glass room in water. And then we were like, "All right, we're gonna leave." Me and these, my friends, and this other couple were just like eye rolling and mouthing words at each other because we were not gonna talk. Yeah. And um, they followed us to another pool, and apparently other people complained because they were led out.
1: Oh wow! They were kicked
0: out of the spa.
1: Yeah. And
0: um, oh, did you go to the mud bath? where you like paint
1: each other oh, in mud? So no because I had a bathing suit that was white and blue. Uh. And they warned us if you have light colored bathing suits, it will stain it. Ah. So we decided to opt out. I wish I had known that though cuz I would have brought like another one. So
0: along. pro tip, yeah. <laughs> no yeah, pro tip. <laughs> no light colored bathing suits. So basically it's this pool it's a muddy pool. And the mud is supposed to be beneficial or medicinal. And then there are tubs of thicker mud and maybe brushes. Ooh. I think we brush the mud on each other and then you sit and bake in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go rinse off your like mud crust.
1: But that was, I'm so disappointed that you can talk I know. now. Yeah, it wasn't even a thing. All I really remember was that pool where you couldn't talk, and I'm pretty sure there was a couple in there that was, like, having sex or uh, fooling around.
0: No. In a very
1: silent way. <laughs> I,
0: I wonder why. I wonder if they had complaints or something. I'm yeah. going to investigate because there was a, I had a coworker who I yeah. disliked. She was visiting Santa Fe, and she was a nonstop talker. And she was like, I told her about the place, and she's like, "Well, I could never go there, but I'm probably gonna go there anyway." And I'm like, "You bitch!" Yeah. Like she was very, um,
1: oh god, very privileged
0: Ooh. and thought a lot of herself too.
1: Well, what month did you go?
0: Uh, May. I went over Memorial Day weekend.
1: Okay. I mean, I don't know if it's maybe a seasonal thing, <sighs> where maybe in August, like they have so little it was so few people that it doesn't matter it was still quiet you know no one was shouting or anything but there was definitely no one telling you you couldn't talk
0: it was the closest thing to a monastic experience that i've (laughs) ever had and i got to wear a bathing suit and hang out in the sun which monks don't do right so
1: (laughs) so even better
0: (laughs) it says that like, the, in response to recent, I'm looking at my phone, guest feedback, we have recently created two separate whisper environments within the springs. Anyway.
1: Oh, well, that's that's the sound of Kathy's heart breaking. Yeah. Into a thousand pieces. Silently. <laughs> yeah, silently. <laughs> but I think you do bring up a great point about Santa Fe, which is it's also... Uh, a good place to take a lot of day trips. Yes. So, like, we did Ojo Caliente. We also did uh, Red Rock. Have you done that? Mm-mm. I mean, it's basically, you know, part of the national national forest or national protected area, and it's desert landscape. It's where Georgia O'Keeffe went to paint a lot, so that was very pretty.
0: Well, the thing about that my friend who lived there liked about Santa Fe, she and her husband made no friends because mm-hmm. no one their age lived there, but um, she said you can go downtown and drive 20 minutes in any direction and you'll be at a dirt road
1: yeah, or like
0: (laughs) a place to hike. Because we actually hiked around Ojos Caliente. And to your point about there being a very high presence or evidence of Native Americans, like, you can find pottery shards anywhere. Mm. Like, if I found a pottery shard in Illinois, I'd be like, "Whoa!" (laughs) And someone would put it in a museum. But here, like, in Santa Fe, it's just, like, you're
1: stepping all over them. Well, did you manage to make it to Taos, or no? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Because that was probably my, after Meow Wolf, that was probably my second favorite part of the trip, which is we went to uh, Taos Pueblo, and also Taos, the very, like, you know, fancy ski resort. Taos Pueblo is outside of a uh, bigger Taos, and it is a Native American pueblo slash town, settlement, whatever you want to call it, but it is their territory. And they have structures that date back from, like, way back when, when the Spaniards first arrived in that area. You know, you can find kind of, like, Native American products and artistry and pottery and support them as opposed to buying stuff on urban outfitters that has been copied yes and they also give great free tours um around the town where you get to know more about their history and know and learn more about their culture and i just really really loved that, that part uh because i think there's a tendency to believe that native americans were like boom wiped out and that was it when actually like around this tour they pretty much listed the amount of resistance that they um, had both against the Spaniards and then later kind of against the American settlers. Like there were, you know, guerrilla movements being done. Sometimes they were successful in fighting them off. And it's been really, they just kind of share their plight, you know, of kind of what they've gone through and what is going on now with them. And then, like, Taos, the bigger Taos, uh, the the fancy ski resort, has, you know, it's quaint and it's cute and it has really good food. So Ju- it's a great day trip.
0: Julia Roberts lived there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you need another selling point. I know. America's sweetheart.
1: <laughs> so you can get both. You can get, like, a whole history class on... Oppressed oppression, <laughs> and then, you know, a whole other class on, like, privilege. Hollywood privilege. Yes.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Existing <laughs> side by side. Um, another thing that super surprised me was the fact that I knew Santa Fe was desert, and I was like, "All right, I'm leaving my allergy medicines at home. I sound like such mm. a nerd. I'm like, I like to sit in tubs quietly <laughs> yes. and, and take allergy medicine, <laughs> <laughs>
1: pretty much. So anyway, that's why Kathy's like, woo, traveling, jet setting lifestyle, right? <laughs> so
0: I left my allergy meds at home, and then discovered that Santa Fe is actually high desert, mm-hmm. which means they have. A crap ton of trees and blossoming flowers, including little white flowers that were flitting all around. Tiny, tiny white flowers that were flitting all around while I was there. And it's one of the mo- the worst regions in the country for people with allergies.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: And okay. because it is high desert, they also get snow there. Yes. So I felt like it's the best of both worlds. You have your red desert sand, sun-baked sand, and then you also have the seasons.
1: Yeah. And the altitude is something you might have to contend with. It's not super high to where you'll immediately feel a lack of oxygen or lightheadedness like you do if you go to places like Cusco, for example. But that kind of uh, fact was also what led to my downfall because I kept thinking like, well, I've been to higher places. This altitude won't affect me. But the truth of the matter is that I got dehydrated so quickly every single day. And that is definitely made worse by the altitude that my stomach was kind of like shot for most of, yeah, for most of the trip. And like there was one specific day where I had a huge headache. So just remember if you go there, like to take it easy and drink a ton of water because it was a weird kind of dehydration. It wasn't that I felt thirsty all the time, you know, in the way that you envision like being thirsty in a desert is but it's almost like if you're not constantly take like taking water in, this is what will
0: happen. Right. Yeah. And it messes. Okay. This is me getting all spiritually, but like, (laughs) so Santa Fe, like there are a lot of crystals there. There's a a vortex of energy like nearby. And I had really weird dreams.
1: I had weird dreams too. Did you? It was
0: the energy vortex. Um, Like I had a lucid dream and you know, um, a lucid dream is where you can control what's happening in the dream like normally when you dream you just don't know you're dreaming and go along but a lucid dream is where you're conscious of where you're dreaming and you can control things i remember dreaming i was sleeping on my friend's couch and in my dream i woke up on the couch and i looked at the coffee table and i said i was like my water's not there anymore And then I realized I was dreaming, and I was like, ha, I can do stuff. And then I woke up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kept having dreams about insects, about, like, huge swarms of insects invading, like, different areas of the house. And the house in my dream was the actual place we were staying in, like the Airbnb we rented out. So it was... It wasn't necessarily lucid, but it was one of those things where you definitely wake up wondering, like, wait, did I dream all those spiders coming out of the corner? Or did that actually happen and I just fell back asleep? Yeah. Yeah. So that is so crazy. I never thought it was a vortex thing. I was thinking, like, it's been a couple of stressful months. I'm probably just, like, letting all this crap out.
0: (laughs) No, I had weird dreams in Santa Fe, but that was the most one where I was like, oh, this is what they mean when they're talking about lucid dreaming.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about nightlife,
0: or lack thereof. This is my summary of Santa Fe nightlife. It was at (laughs) 9 o'clock. My friend and I were walking around. She said, there's the nightclub. And she pointed to a building, and it was quiet.
1: Oh, that's probably the nightclub we try to go to. It was probably probably the same one. (laughs) Which I'm pretty sure only opened around 2014. (laughs) So this is my... My Nightlife Saga with my friend. We realized that we were not going to go to Santa Fe to party, that that isn't really the destination. But we're like, hey, there's always a place to get a couple of drinks in this this kind of town. And we did find a couple of cool bars. I think probably our favorite was one called uh, Santa Fe Distillery. Sorry, it's called Santa Fe Spirits. They have a distillery outside of Santa Fe, but they have a tasting room within the city limits. And the tasting room is very cute. It kind of looks like an old-timey like cigar bar, but without the smoke. And they had great cocktails. Like, I had an old-fashioned that used pignones, which is this kind of nut that's apparently, like, very... Oh, a pine on- nut. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but for some... I guess they were trying to be fancy, but <laughs> they would put it as pignon, um, as opposed to, like, pine nut um, in their, in their uh, recipe. So that was great. And we also went to another place called Casa España, which is trying to have kind of a membership-only situation in the way that some of the Soho houses in other cities does. But in the meantime, they don't have kind of enough business to justify that in santa fe but in any case very swanky very big space and similar to meow wolf just in bar setting each space is, has like different decorations and it's decorated beautifully so it's just a very nice place to go and have a drink yeah we also went went to uh, we also went to some vineries <laughs> downtown <laughs> where kathy suddenly becomes like Eastern European, <laughs> right event.
0: <laughs> Yes, it is my heritage. Yeah. <laughs> so we also went to some wineries downtown and while while it wasn't the best wine I've ever had, it
1: was still good for sipping in the sun. Really? If you, you know a friend. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like most of the youth, and by youth I mean the fifteen people we would keep running into every single night, <laughs> went to three main bars, which was Matador, this like huge dive bar that's in a basement. Uh, Then Crowbar, which was actually kind of cool. There's a billiard, and they had a different art hanging. And then there was Skylight, which, by the way, this is my favorite Yelp review of all time, which one Yelp reviewer described as the following. It's not New York or San Francisco or Los Angeles or Chicago or Nashville or Boston or Miami, but for Santa Fe, it's okay. <laughs> but there was no one. Like, we went and there were maybe, like, 10 people. We had a drink, danced for a bit, and then went home at, like, 11.30.
0: Which, you know, Santa Fe is a good place to get some sleep. Yes, it is a to fantastic place. To rest up.
1: <laughs> Food situation was good, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I remember we had, we went to Maria's, which is a, Maria's New Mexican Restaurant, which has been around since the 50s. And we had burritos because you got to have burritos when you're in Santa Fe. And they do them Christmas style, mm-hmm. which is red and green salsa on the same burrito.
1: <laughs> They're really proud about that. Yeah, yeah. lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, and they have a whole thing about chilies and red chilies and, and hatch chilies. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so definitely when it comes to kind of like that type of of cuisine like Tex-Mex or New Mexican you can find a lot. I do want to give a shout out though to two restaurants that are not like New Mexican, typical New Mexican restaurants but one is Vinaigrette which just has really nice healthy salads and bowls.
0: Which is kind of hard to find when you're on vacation. Yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so if you're like I really need to detox. I need some vegetables. From all that nightlife action (laughs) um, head there and the other one was an African restaurant called Jamba Cafe and it was in a strip mall and it was a little out of the way, but the food was really, really, really good. And it was like a big hit among locals as well. Strip mall
0: restaurants tend to be really, really good. Yeah,
1: especially ones of like, in terms of like ethnic variety. Like yeah. They seem, I'm sure that it's like more specific than African, um, but I am not, not well versed in that kind of cuisine, so my apologies that um so yeah so that's kind of like it for Santa Fe but I think it's totally worth it in terms of like a small a long weekend
0: my other tip would be if you're going I don't know did you fly into Albuquerque I flew into Albuquerque because flights are so much cheaper flying into Albuquerque for some reason even though it's like what a 40 minute drive
1: yes and actually that leads me to maybe another tip which is that uh there are shuttles from the Albuquerque airport to Santa Fe airport and I think there's also like an express train and bus but all of this is way easier during the day because I got in very late at night I had to take the last remaining shuttle meaning that there's no other shuttles between like midnight until 6 a.m. or something and then Ubers and Lyfts exist in Santa Fe, but very few at around that time. Mm. Like, there were literally two in my little Uber map. Yeah. <laughs> so you might want to fly in during the day simply for these reasons. And uh,
0: since I went pre-Breaking Bad, yeah. I, I watched that show after Santa Fe, and, like, there's a ton of, I don't know so much now, mm-hmm. but um, one of the one of the characters, the the deputy... He was the part Hank's partner, Steve Stephen Quezada, Uh I think is his name, is from Albuquerque, and really, I don't know, is involved in the theater scene and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, and they're like they're obsessed with Breaking Bad over there. Yeah, you see all this like Breaking Bad paraphernalia everywhere. (laughs) There's even a drink. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, Cool. So that's it for Santa Fe. Yes. Yes. All right. So if you want to find us, you can find us on
0: Facebook. At XXWillTravel, Instagram at XXWillTravel, and Twitter at XXWillTravel. You may also sign up for our newsletter at XXWillTravel.com, which is our website, or on Facebook. Yeah, so yeah. do those things.
1: And also, you know, subscribe to us on iTunes or find us on Podbean, Stitcher, and wherever our podcasts are shared.
0: Leave us a review if you're feeling generous because we realize it is a pain in the butt.
1: Yes, and we so appreciate them. Yes. When we get them. But other than that, go forth and travel.